What, what issue you got of a big issue then? So, this week, there was a knock at the door, just a little. And I opened the door, and outside, I, I looked around, I couldn't see anyone. And I thought, who's knocking on me door? I looked down, and Brian May has shrunk. That's a, that's a, uh, what are you meant to do? Put them in your pocket? That's what I mean. And I was like, mate, what's happened? And he went, well, save the badgers and go veggie and save the foxes and uh, look, oh, flash. Um, and he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. Help me get up onto your roof because I need to look at asteroids and comets and stars and stuff. Cause He's I'm always big, doing that. Because I'm a big nerd. And um, I'll give you, um, that was my girlfriend just walked in. <laughs> That's good then. Um, I'll give I'll give you the original red special, but look, here's the rub that shrank as well. So uh, kept that, didn't I? Hey, look at that! Good setup for the joke there. That's great. You're playing it, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, the issue is, um, I would be, but Jimmy Page came by, kicked oh, yeah. off. Oh. And he had one of them, and he just he just smashed it up. Let the necks come off. I've I've still got the neck though. It's 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 caught on something. Hang on. There we go. You can fix that. You can fix that. There you go. See, look. But yeah, East rank as well. <laughs> it's a real pandemic. Real pandemic. Who's, who's the next? Uh, who's the next <laughs> rock star that's going to be shrunk at your door? You reckon? Who knows, mate? Who knows? Could be Clapton. Could be Gilmore. Could be Robert Plant. Uh, who, who knows who, who's got the guts to tell me who asked mate how you doing Marv you alright mate I'm doing okay thanks I feel like with that preceding story I feel like you're starting to go insane and yeah. I know why maybe you want to you could tell yeah. everyone else why before we kind of getting into where the hell we've been for the past three weeks yeah so um, obviously we've been very very busy insane I love it amazing back to it uh except for me this week because my girlfriend's pcr test came back positive and that means that by proxy by default i have to stay inside now we've done lateral flow tests more or less every day this week and every single one has come up negative um every single one i've done a pcr as well that also came back negative but obviously as we understand with the rules in the united kingdom currently or in great britain specifically drop the great it's not that great at the moment um i've I've got to stay inside for 10 days no choice so i get released in five days now released yeah i like that term released i'm very very bored i'm so so bored uh, I'm in fact, and I will announce this officially on here. I'm so bored. I have committed to doing sober for October to help Macmillan Cancer support. Uh, that means from the 1st of October to the 31st of October, I will not be touching a drop of alcohol. Pray for me. Uh, help me out. But most importantly, anything you've got, donate it. There's no target. There's no, oh, we must hit 15 grand. It's just, me having to exist with sober thoughts for 31 days, give or take. Uh, 
you know, it's basically Macmillan get money at my expense. And do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? I can't give a better calls. So, yes, if, if you have chance, give de- give den- dangerously, I was going to say then. Give dangerously, I like that. Give Just willy-nilly. Yeah. When when they're really, really pissed up, then they can give out more money. That's, your, that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With reckless abandon, donate. <laughs> um, but no, no. Give generously. Um, it's a very, very fantastic charity. The work they do is incredible. Um, but yes, so I've been very, very bored. You've been playing gigs with my band without me. That's true. Um, which has torn me up a little bit. I'm kind of sat here looking, looking at my guitar. It's like, uh, we're missing you in the van, bud. We're missing you in the van. You know, well, there's, there's a dynamic. No one else smokes, you know, so. There's no no pit stops. The window ain't going down. I've got that cool breeze, you know, burping, all these flatulentness, like these funny yeah. jokes, jokes that we can't even say on the internet. You know what I mean? Nah, that's they it, just mate. keep too us much. going. It is too much. You just too much. Yeah. You blur out the internet. But yeah, we have missed you. Missed your shredding. Missed the fun times. Yay. But it has been very nice, like we said, to be back gigging. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think it really started kicking off for us. Well, August, I would say. August always looked on our calendar to be the busiest month. Yeah. Um, so yes. things like organizing who's playing, um, because we use a couple of debt players, who's playing on what gigs, uh, what the songs are, rehearsing, last minute rehearsals, last minute gig requests coming in. And it just, for me, it just consumes my life. And then it means that everything else seems to kind of fall by the wayside or I have to kind of, finagle everything all the driving getting back at like five in, in the morning four five in the morning so especially this last couple of weeks here it's like so many gigs um so yeah this episode that we're gonna do i think it's been in the can for a, i would say a good couple of weeks two three weeks i've had all my pages written out because i'm a nerd and i write so many pages um but we just literally haven't had the time we'd be like right let's do thursday and it's no. like we need to do a rehearsal and it's like oh do we it's like yeah we do and then that gets done and this gets done and it's too yeah. late or it's just like it's okay this gig's come on through the saturday mez do you want to try and do it sunday we tried to do it i think last sunday after doing oh, two man. gigs in a row both of our voices we had like three hours sleep or i did three four hours sleep to then get up and drive again and like on sunday it was like you're right mez do you want to skip podcast mate because i think everyone's not going to understand what's going on yeah, so that that is the rub of it. Um, I've realised I need to smoke less when we're playing um, because providing I'm released, touch wood, providing I'm released next Wednesday, um, what is it? Is it six gigs in a row next week? Thursday, we got, Friday. We've got Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Saturday, no gig. Sunday, uh, Monday, Tuesday. But obviously... okay. The big one for us is that Tuesday is Edinburgh. We're gigging the night before. Yes. So we have to go from the gig the night before, finish at midnight, drive halfway up to Edinburgh, stop in Preston, I think, and then spend the night. Preston. Then go all the way up, play the gig, stay overnight in Edinburgh. Then the next day, drive all the way back. And then the following day, so we have the day off, the drive back on the day off. The following day, we're in Wales. To be fair, I, 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 so obviously when we do these shows, we, we map we map out our route and we make sure we know how long it is. Uh, you know, the, the chance of traffic and things like that. And 
I mean, usually most of our journeys are two and a half, three hours long on the longest ones at the moment anyway. Yeah. And from our gig in Somerset um, to Preston, which is where we're going, it's about three hours, 15. Um, happy to stop, obviously. We sit and chill, you know, at four o'clock in the morning looking at the Starbucks um, logo, which she turns it into like some sort of deem because you're hallucinating where you're so knackered <laughs> yeah. um and um <clears throat> you um yeah we drive the rest of the way and this week i've, I've done a little good plan i did oh. where i i booked i booked the hotel on the way up corresponding with how close it was to the motorway so it wouldn't be a case of get off the motorway drive for an hour and you've reached it you get off the motorway it's like a five, 10 minute drive, pull up, get your head down, wake up, breakfast, food, do what you got to do, jump in the van, drive the rest of the way. You literally join the motorway again. Um, but it's lots of little logistical things like that, that I, I think people don't think about when mm. you're putting a band together and when you're doing these things. And <clears throat> the thing that um, I didn't think about for a long time was um, like, it, when we're when we're playing a DJ set, signal. Yes, Wi-Fi and internet signal is yes. It's sometimes impossible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, it's a bit of a weird one to contemplate. So, the thing I uh, I mean I, I kind of just look at you guys and be like, so what do I need to do? Remind me of what's going on. Um. But nowadays, it's, it's coming and coming and coming. And advances, first dance sheets, um, the thing you asked me to do this week, which was putting corresponding band members into a folder with debt lists and who's playing what. And yeah, I need to crack on that. But I'm still stuck inside until Wednesday. So It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of admin, isn't it? I think this is yeah, the thing is. that even if it is, oh, look at that. He's got some sort of... That looks like cheese and chips. So it's cheese. It's cheese with pasta. Yeah. That randomly materialized like from that. my from, from my door. Now my wonderful girlfriend brought it in. So I'm gonna smash this out of the park in a minute. Nice. Uh, obviously in between in between things and it's boiling hot, so we'll pop it there for a minute. <laughs> I don't want to be sure that's yeah. true. This broke with... I'll be I'll be doing the chat in that, that point. But yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't realize that the admin takes up a lot of time and then sometimes you're waiting and oh, waiting yeah. and waiting for a response. And then again, we're then trying to find a little caveat in the day to then respond. And it's it's a it's a kind of you gotta keep on top of it, otherwise it just crushes you. Um but yeah, yeah luckily you know when we got the iPad, everyone's got phones out of email. So it's been swimmingly so far. Now we had a gig cancel yesterday that was meant to be today. This is the reason why we've actually got some time to, to record the podcast. Um, and then we're going to try and do at least something, maybe a couple of short Patreon videos yes. on the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, maybe somewhere around there. Um, we yeah. might, we might be able to get a full podcast episode up and done, but we'll have to, we'll, we'll chat afterwards. But I think, I have a Patreon idea that I'm going to put out and I mean, we'll just do it basically. But um, yeah. one last thing before we go on, I just went to Rush Skate Park, which is an indoor skate park in Stroud. Nice. Um, and it's going to be closing down, which is a shame. Um, it's very good. It's got everything you need there. It's got very good like sessions. 
uh, had like silver surfer sessions, like over thirties, over thirties and, um, just free sessions. Usually everyone's pretty chill there. There's, uh, so many different, uh, spots and obstacles for different ages. There's like huge jump ramps, huge bowls, and then small little quarter pipes, the smallest mini ramp I've ever skated, but when there today had a really good skate. Broke in the new wheels, trucks, and bearings, Mez. Yeah. Oh, he's broke them in, baby. That is like, you know, when you get trucks, right? You know, when you get a fresh pair of strings on an electric and you just like, every time you do a bend, it's like, oh no. Then when it feels just right and they're still fresh. Yeah. That's what it's like when you, when you break trucks in. So yes. Shame that Rush Skate Park will be shutting down, Love but that. it was a very fun skate. Anyways. <laughs> oh. How is the pasta, by the way? Because we're going to have to do this, put it into your vegan munch, but alternative, just cheesy pasta, veggie edition, right? Ask me veg- veggie edition, isn't it, it's, Um, It is actual meat, unfortunately. Oh, um, sorry, I'll let you, because I'll let you obviously now. being, being uh, isolated means I had to get dear old Mags, my mum, uh, to pop up the shop. Uh, and we she bought us some mints. So we used them. We got to use it up. And um, there's enough in here to feed about uh, like a family of eight. Um, but um, you know, what we'll do? I'll eat what I want from it. Put some foil over it in the old fridge. Tomorrow's lunch, baby. Um, That's nice. I think. I think the most irritating thing this week has quite possibly been the amount of times I've gone to go downstairs to the off-license to get a beer and then remembered. Um, oh, no. Or or gone to order, like, a big greasy takeaway. Yeah. And then remembered. Because I think there was either a mistake on that PCR test. Yeah. Or I'm indestructible. COVID cannot touch me. I prefer to think of the latter as more of a possibility than anything else. But you, you never know you. these days. You never know. But yeah, that's no, another don't. that's another thing as well. We've been trying to dodge um, people getting COVID and replacement, especially for the for all the function stuff. At the minute, we're without our vocalist because she has COVID. So we've been having to try and deal with getting in depths. We've currently got a singer that we used, I think, a few weeks ago from our agency. She's going to come down. Awesome singer, Gabriella. We always go Gabriella, even though she doesn't sound like that. Doesn't amazing Gabriella, and that's kind of the, the heart trying to get the harmony of that, uh, making sure everyone's all right. And then the second someone gets ill or has to isolate, it's like, who can do what? What can we do? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it, mate? I mean, um, any any time I've ever made a joke about COVID on this podcast, um, obviously our singers now have got it. I want to make it very clear that it does not sound like a joke. It sounds very serious. Um, when my girlfriend got her positive PCR, it was an element of me that was a little bit like, am I going to be all right? Is everything going to be okay here? Um, my immune system, as I'm sure you know, is extremely strong. Um, I never get ill. I never, ever get ill. Um, and I can only assume that's due to the amount of abuse it's had over the years. You've worn it in good. I think that's it's what it is. Literally, mate. It's, it, my immune system, when you get under a microscope, it's like 10 big blokes with like 
with like anchor tattoos with mum underneath, like <laughs> COVID nineteen, come here, you big boy, and it just smashes Put, it up, apart. Putting a whole knob of butter in a pint of Guinness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that clip from the um from Family Guy. Um, yeah. Do you want cigarettes on that sandwich? What am I, a Mary? Of course, I want cigarettes on that sandwich. <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's get into this bloody episode. It's been a bloody long while. It's going to be episode yeah. three of our Because It series, and we're going to look at the guy who is number one on most verified artists of the world on Spotify. I think it's Correct. about 80 million monthly listens. And that is just insane. Insane. It is everyone's Canadian favorite, Justin Bieber. Now, yes, it is. We've gone through, we've listened to every single album we've listened to try to every single song that we can i listened to despacito and it still is despacito it still is was everywhere at that time um but he needs no introduction but i'm going to try and give him one anyway because everyone knows who justin bieber is that's what i'm going to say even if that is conjectural i feel like even my mum knows who justin bieber is all right and she's only just learned how to use google He's one of Canada's most successful exports in the field of music. He's been a staple of modern pop since about 2010. So he's had about an 11-year career. He pumps out catchy hit after catchy hit. Like, you cannot deny the kid writes a damn catchy melody. And his feature list is very, very big. Let me read you some Enormous. of this feature list. So this is all the people that have featured on a Justin Bieber song. Drake, Nicki Minaj, Kanye West, Ludacris, Quavo, Usher, Will I Am. Ed Sheeran, Ariana Grande, Sean Kingston, Big Sean, David Guetta, Travis Scott, DJ Khaled, Skrillex, Nas, Post Malone, Chance the Rapper, Khaled, Nas. Nas has been on a Justin Bieber song. When I read that, I was like, are you kidding? This is not true. What's going on? I was like, sacrilege, sacrilege. I got all uptight in my hip hop ways. Um, I felt like that should have been bigger news at the time. I, it's, this was, again, I'm jumping ahead, but the Nas song was off of the Purpose album, 2015. And I had no idea. I never heard once that Nas was on a Justin Bieber song. Did you, Mez? I can't say I'd heard it. Um, but I would just like to point out that I think Purpose is phenomenal. I think Purpose is a great album. I think this really, last, really last three, pretty solid. Strong. But we're, Strong. We're gonna we're gonna we'll get, get there, into kid. that lad. Don't you, you keep, worry. Keep on your boy. I've got uh, I've got a few things to say. <laughs> I got a few things to say in the old bowl of pasta. Um, he's one of the highest selling artists of all time. His achievement list is just runs as, just as good as his features list. Really. Here we go. List number two: 150 million record sales, 20 Billboard Music Awards, 21 MTV Europe Music Awards. That is the most received by a solo artist. He's got 31 Guinness World Records, eight being achieved with one album. The most viewed and subscribed YouTube channel by Mel Singer. He has one of the biggest selling singles of all time in the US and became the first Mel Singer to top the charts with a Christmas album. Oh, that Christmas album. We will talk about the Christmas album. Don't you worry, little drummer boy. Um, you can't pin this all down to the fact that it's like he's just a mainstreamed cherry picked kind of sculpted manufactured band like there has to be talent there like i'm sorry you just you just have to have talent there um he's now a talented 27 year old man he got discovered on youtube by scooter braun and then he was seeing in front of usher in like a couple of weeks and then bing bang bong 
busted into the spotlight. You but stole he, my story, though. Love that. See, always thinking, always that. But he gets that, so much hate. He gets so much hate. You, do, do you know he does? Know. He does. Um, but yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, kind of carry on with the Usher thing because uh, it is in my notes as well, funnily enough. Um, when I find it. When he finds it, everyone. When I find it. If you want more quality content like this, when Merritt tries to find his notes eating pasta and I just ramble on, please sign up to our Patreon. That's 50-50. ways. Oh, no, 50, I've been skating too much. Ways. I've been skateboarding too much. Patreon.com forward slash 50 ways podcast. That's five zero. Uh, it's three pounds a month. You get the full unedited episode a day early across across before anyone else does the little members of the public uh we will we will say thank you very much on our episode we will call you out we will call you a legend Merritt will call you a legend we'll call legend. a name for you you can get all of our merch on our etsy store all the links will be down below you're gonna have a grand old time we've got patreon content we've got all that stuff right and now i'm gonna stop rambling and now james is gonna tell us all about usher and all the things that he's gonna do to make you gusher I never want to hear you say that ever again. Uh, Asha, Asha, gonna make you gasha. Again, again, lumpo. Um, before I begin, I had we haven't done messages as of yet. Okay. Um, speaking of Mister Walton, there he I is. Of, I often am. I often am. He hasn't fact chain uh, checked me this week. We're just having a nice chat, and I'm terrible because I keep forgetting to reply to you, Mr. Walton, so you'll have to slap me about for that. Um, he says, uh, I'd love to fact check, fact check you on some of those stories from the 60s and 70s, but unfortunately, not a lot of it was recorded and is mainly word of mouth, which I absolutely agree, mate. It, it usually is. And what is this um, in reference to, sorry? Uh, we were talking about um, stories... Um, I think it was to do with Pete Townsend smashing up guitars uh, and costing yep. a lot of money. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I quite agree. I quite agree, Sam. And you also have to remember that obviously with these stories of word of mouth, it becomes almost like urban myths and legends, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you heard of our Dave. Yeah. He's back flipped over seven buses. It's that sort of thing at that point, isn't it? Um, Wait, is that, is that a standing backflip with seven buses, like long ways? Or is he on a motorbike, old Ving, Ving, Ving? I'm going to leave that to your imagination. <laughs> nice. Um, as for the cost of all the Who's equipment, I recall adultery saying they were breaking even or losing money in the early days. In trying to find a figure, I saw pieces of broken guitar had an estimate of £14,000. Um, now I get there's a story to it, and that adds value, but in today's money, would seem they destroyed a lot and yeah sam always wonderful hearing from you mate um absolutely cracking but um anyway the point i wanted to get on to i'm moving the past a ball he's bloody Ooh. moving the past this this must be a good point so when i was a young musician when i was just a lad when i was just starting out in college despite all the many differences a lot of the bands had with each other, a lot of the musicians. Oh, I prefer this genre. Well, I like that. Well, this, 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 la, 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 la. You know, of all the many differences, there was always one common enemy. And I was Justin Bieber. Wow. Okay. Always Justin Bieber. 
Um, not, you know, due not only to the fact that it was pop, and obviously when you're young, you go, oh, pop. It's just rubbish, isn't it? Four or four. Oh, look at me. C major, A minor, F, G, O, D major. Ooh. And most of the group were into metal. But his public outrages, his issues, meant that he was a viable target to Amar dislike towards. Now, in reality, from what I could see, he was given way too much in terms of fame, money, responsibility when he was way too young. Um, my view on him now, grand musician. Absolutely grand. Pumps out bangers. Now, could this be the result of change of a friendship group? Could it be the fact that I joined a function band and I was forced to play pop? And meaning that I, I appreciate the content all the more. Could it, could it be any of those things? I honestly think that I've always loved pop. It's just a case of, you know, whether or not I'm going to admit it to myself or not. Because Queen's a lot of thing, but Queen is not brutal. Queen's just great. I love Queen. So maybe maybe that's the thing here. But yeah, and it was interesting to do this because I remember uh, getting to his second album and the first track, Marv, the first track, it brought back a lot of memories. <laughs> as soon as I heard the din, 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 din. I was just like, oh, no. What were you thinking at that time? I was thinking, who would fill my boots the best in this podcast? No, I wasn't. What I was actually thinking was how impressed I was with the first album, given that he's a child. Um, Yeah, but a number of tunes brought back many memories. But yeah, Marv, I, I mean... It's um what did you think of him when he was first out and about? Did you did you sort of just say, I oh, exists, I'll allow it, or did you go, No, I hate him, he's horrible. Oh the Beatles, oh I love the Beatles, oh the Beatles, oh Shanty, oh or did you go, I love him, I must own everything that he does. Oh my god, he's better than the Beatles and the red hot chili peppers and John Frashanti put together. I don't know why I'm so like whiny and then so like I don't know what that other one was called, besotted. Um, but I'll take that. Guttural. I'll take that because I'm both these things, you see, apparently. Um, yes, I remember being seeing the Beatles haircut and being like, oh, he's just, that's just a Beatles haircut. What's he doing? Oh, this is just an all market employee. But like everyone else in the entire world, I heard baby. And I was like, that's annoying. I don't want to hear that. And then continue yeah. that everywhere you go, you hear baby all the time. So, I was very annoyed at Justin Bieber at the start and thought nothing of him. Pre-uni, so pre-2013, I was just like, all pop stars are just manufactured. They can't sing. All their, all their music's rubbish. There's no nourishment there. It's like fast food. Um, but, you know, I watched some of his YouTube videos as a little wonder kid, and I was impressed because I was like, he's singing, he's playing guitar, he's playing piano. I mean, I can't knock that. Um, it did help me to change my perception of pop artists as kind of fake. Um Moved to university. Again, topic of Justin Bieber never got spoken until Sorry came out, 2015. And then everyone was bumping Sorry. Everyone was bumping Love Yourself. What do you mean? Where are you now? And I was like, this is good. I like this. 
because I think I just, I was exploring music more, exploring myself and BIM um, and just getting into more pop and more jazz and everything else. And I was like, this is a banger. I like this. This melody's great. The sounds, the textures, all very, very good. And then life went on, uni finished. Justin Bieber again, didn't hear of him. Very, very sporadic. And then Yummy came out. And initially I was like, this is dumb. Yummy is dumb in like the bad sense of dumb. But now I'm like, Yummy's pretty cool. I like the sound of it. I just like the sound of the song. But I mean, yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yum. Can you imagine maybe him, can you imagine him writing that down, being like, hey guys, got this like hook. You've got that. And he's like, just saying it. Do you know what I prefer it to? What's that then? He can come today. He can come today. <laughs> nice, nice little yeah. throwback. <laughs> Love that. Throw back to what last episode? That is true. Our friend O'Sheen listened to that and he was like, "What was going on?" He couldn't believe that <laughs> Ray Manzarek album. So funny. Uh, I'm still on the Peaches hype. By the way, this is one of Justin Bieber's Peaches, yeah. Last few singles, still on that hype. Um, so that's my history of Justin Bieber, basically. Um, and it got better over time, I must say. Now the discography of Justin Bieber. Now he's only done technically six. Uh, studio albums. We have My World 2.0, 2010. That is the baby one. Under the Mistletoe, 2011, the Christmas album, which we're going to have to talk about. Um, Believe, 2012. Purpose, 2015. Changes, 2020. So there's a five-year break there. And then Justice is his latest one, 2021. If you notice how from Believe to Justice, they're all two syllables. Yeah. No, I'm saying he's he knows what he's doing. It's like the Kings of Leon thing, right? Five syllables. Did you miss it? Did you miss the first album? So technically, his first EP is My World. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an EP. So in terms of full albums, uh, My World to that. But I listened. I listened to My World, and I listened to. What's uh, it called? Not called Purpose. What was it called? I might have to get me thing. Oh, I listened to the acoustic version of Purpose. Uh, I, I listened to Journals as well. Journals. I listened um, to Journals, yeah. Like an off-cuts album. And it had this song, I think it's called like All That Matters or something. And it's the one from the Vine with the old woman in the car. And it obviously stopped at a stoplight. And like, they're filming this woman's side on. And then she like turns and goes like, she's got the glasses on. That's a Justin Bieber song. So I was like, oh yeah. All oh, right, Bang okay. So yeah, basically we're going to go around those albums. We can chat about them, but I mean, that's six albums in 10 years. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's that's more than, that's more than one every two years, you know, it is fair enough. Now, do we want to get into what he does well first, or do you want to get into what he does? Not so good, Mez. I want to say a little bit more. Oh, we'll we'll we will. We will then. So, yeah. His most recent albums, I found myself enjoying more and more. Um, but I found the earlier ones have little, like, surprises. There were a couple of chord changes where I was like, uh, oh. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Um, not, like, really jarring. There's no like tritone substitution going on, as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, there were a couple of things where I was like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting that. That was quite nice, actually." My ears have gone, "Hoo hoo!" Um, 
And yeah, I'd, it's um, it seems that a lot of his tunes aren't exactly what you'd expect. Um, his newer tunes sound really fresh, frequent, earworm possessing qualities are there. Definitely. Um, that's what I like about Yummy. I know you're you're not a fan of the lyrics, but it's it's a good tune. It's got a good. It's beat. a bop. It's a bop. It, it's a bop. Like it's a great tune. And I, I, you know, he is he's a musician. He is a popular artist who yeah. is a musician. Actually. He's a, he's the same age as Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. Now, he's the same age as me, mate. And you're the best musician of all. So there you go. So what more do you want? But growing up, he learned to play the piano, drums, guitar, trumpet. I feel like this feeds back into his music. There seems to be a range of styles, techniques. And I think that's why he keeps churning out great tunes. Mm-hmm. Now, the first time I heard a, a Bieber tune, and I was like, this is quite good. I didn't know it was him. Um, we were doing Cold Water by him and Major Lazer. Uh, Major, major. Ma- major, major. I thought you were going to say that. Major, major. Um, major, major, yeah. Major, yeah. Malaysia. Major, Malaysia. Major, laser. And I remember major, thinking... Sass. Sass. Um, and I was kind of like, this is this is cool. Um, I didn't really take note. I just kind of went, cold water. And then you've got this. It's the one where it's like... Isn't it? It's that one with that guitar line. It's the one with the, like the fiddly guitar bit at the end. The Hendrix. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember thinking like, this is really cool. And then someone said like, oh, I don't feel like this is working or I don't know if this would be very popular or whatever. And I was gutted. I was like, but this is a banger. And then I was like, it's Justin Bieber. That's really weird. And ever since then, I've just... Again, I think that's part of the whole. Now I think he's great. Now I think he does good tunes, you know, um, and that's why you should never. I was listening to one the other day he did with Shawn Mendes, "Monster." Yeah, I really like that tune. Yeah, really like that tune, um, and it's it's again it feeds back into having issues with his past and stuff and videos where he was saying a word he probably shouldn't have been you, you heard about that mate yeah uh, yeah don't don't say that okay um Ugh. but yeah i i'm i'm i've actually really enjoyed this week anyway i'm talking and talking and talking what i'm going to do is let fate decide whether Ooh. we're going to talk about what he does good or what he does bad first okay so, so i've got the pick. rules he's got a pick the crocodile, I'm going to flick it like a coin. The crocodile, yeah. we talk about his good stuff. The blank bit, we talk about his bad, all right? Okay. Go on, so then. Here we go. Ooh. It's bad. Oh, no. Let me here go. Here we down. go. Let me have a look. Let me scroll down. There we go. Go on, but oh, he's scrolling. Oh, he's got. Oh, let me scroll all past all this information about the Beatles Ooh, this, and John Oh, this very special information. Oh, your, your, your joke's on you, mate, because. I haven't listened to Jump Shanty in four days, so. Oh, um, more like four minutes. Yes. Now it. this is the main, the main gripe I have with Justin Bieber. The problem I actually encountered: the same lyrical subject. Oh yes. 
every single time without fail. It's just about love. It's just about you're yeah. my girlfriend. It's directed towards a girl. And how can we get better at love? How can we do this? You know, talking to you about the love you feels to you and all of the possible scenarios. I mean, again, nothing new. The Beatles, all of their early singles were directed to their female audience because they're going to buy the records. Very smart. It happens across the board. Love is the most universal topic you can sing about. But from baby to peaches, it's the same song about the same thing, just a decade apart. Um, we do get some different topics. Now it does, again, when he's younger, I think you might give him a little bit of an allowance of like, okay, maybe the lyrics are going to be trite. He's only had, I think, on his EP 16 years on this earth. So he's not going to have a lot of maybe life experience and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's all about my girl and what can I do with you, baby girl? And he's sound like a chipmunk, whatever. Um, but there are some different topics now. Uh, Bieber telling us that he's going to succeed against adversity in a song like Born to Be Somebody. Uh, changing the world's youth and children. Nothing hard-hitting or impactful. It's kind of a bit like um, one of those Michael Jackson songs, Make a Change, Man in the Mirror kind of things. Yeah. yeah. But it just had no effect on me because I'm just like, <laughs> just to be like, what's he, what's he on about <laughs> saving the children? He's like, just <laughs> turned 21. Um yeah, and it's like set against dubstep as well. So it was even a bit like the message just didn't really get across to me. Um, but I like that. I guess it's a positive thing that he's talking about, you know? Yeah. Um, songs about God as well. There's a lot in there. Most notably in the songs Purpose and Holy. Now, I really, really like Holy with Chance the Rapper. It is an absolute belter. That Big tune. rocks. That rocks. <laughs> that rocks, man. Yeah. Rocks my socks. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Again, piano ballads, they suit the lyrical intent. I think the later on he gets into his career, he seems to hit more of the mark. And that probably because he's a married 27 year old man now, and maybe has a bit more kind of respect and introspection. Ooh, that was a big word out of my head then. Now, songs about you songs had to look about, that up. I you? did. I had to look it up. Yeah, there. there we go. There you Thank go. You. Caught me out. Yeah. Songs about Justin. It's a great example of this. A changes, lonely at least for now. They're reflecting on his past actions, how he struggled to deal with growing up in the limelight. It's a much welcomed change um, from the Girl I Love You songs. And it actually has something with substance. Like, this is what I'm craving in his music. I feel like now I, I really hope that, you know, he's not going to be a teeny bopper anymore. He's a, he's a grown ass man. Maybe his next album, he's going to be 30 or put at least pushing 30. It'd be very interesting to see in his like, mid-career which is mad because he's 30 to see what kind of introspection he can go on he's not going to necessarily need to chase the commercial success anymore because i mean he's done more than enough that everyone ever needs to do or ever reach to so maybe he can start doing music that he really 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 wants to do and i don't know just kind of mature and give us better songs like that give us more songs like changes lonely and all that stuff because that's what I really enjoyed in the later half of the albums. Do you understand what I mean, Miss? Absolutely. Uh, I quite agree. He has matured well. In fact, it's very impressive. I know we're talking about the bad stuff, but it's very impressive to see how he's gone. He's he's done the natural progression. He's done the Beatles. Um, he's he's gone from you know, love me do to to all things must pass. Yeah. There's a big jump between those. And obviously both have their merits and both 
have pros and cons. Um, you know, there's a, there's a time. So, for example, here we go. Mez is weighing in. Oh, here Mez we go. Is Mez is political, weighing. Typical oh. Mez. Um, this week, we saw the release of a new song from the heavy metal band Iron Maiden. Um, it's from their newest album, which is going to be released, I believe, next month or the month after. No, two weeks. Two more weeks. We get the rest of the songs. Um, the album's called Senjutsu. Um, and the first track started with acoustic, and I was like, oh, no. It sounded very country-esque. I was like, Maiden, no. Come on, lads. Not that I hate country, but it has its place like everything else, and that is not within the realms of Iron Maiden. And I listened to it, and I was like, this is this is fine. This is okay. In fact, if Dave Murray got on the blower and went, here, Mez, what's on the boys? You come and write a song with us, please, mate. We're running out of ideas here. That's how I imagine it would come out. Nice. Um, it's, it's quite, I mean, there's, a, there's an effort to make difference there but it still bleeds through as to what they've been doing for the last 21 years. Um, and then by that, I mean, in the current lineup they are in, they have been going way longer than 21 years. But anyway, yeah. I. Then this week they released another tune, which I've already forgotten. It's gone. Um, simply because in my brain is now lost in the big ocean of noughties, tens and twenties Iron Maiden songs that all sound slightly similar and all have similar outsets and stuff. Now, Iron Maiden did a great job. They had some interesting sort of stuff in the nineties, which it, it, they took themselves less seriously, I think, in their songwriting. Yeah. Reborn in 2000 with one of the most amazing comeback albums. Absolutely incredible. Reinvented themselves, kept going, kept going. But at this point, it's like, yeah, we, we've heard that one, boys. Don't get me wrong. The diehard fans are always, always going to... I'll probably buy the album just because I, I enjoy the music and I'll probably go and see them, so I might as well get to know the album. But it's just a little bit like, do you want to move on from that? Like, imagine... <laughs> just reminded me of that Paul McCartney video where it's like, no one wants to hear us singing... Um, from me to you when we're in our forties, and it cuts that video in his seventies, like na 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 na. Yeah. Um, no, but no. If he was still pumping out music like that, he'd probably be lost to time now. And I feel like Justin also took that wonderful step of maturing, moving with the times. And now, whenever I hear a new Bieber track, I'm like. This sounds fresh. This sounds good. Yeah. And I feel because he's worked with so many people and he's been um, mentored by quite a few, you know, proper top high grade industry professionals. He's now at a point where he's got a bit of everything. He's used to how that person does stuff and he's going to write this tune. And you know what I mean? So that's kind of my two cents on the, on, on the issue. Like I, you know, baby, I don't, <sighs> 10 years ago, 17-year-old Mez would have beat up 27-year-old Mez for saying this, but I don't hate it anymore. It's just a song. Um, and he's moved on from that, and I respect him for that. Absolutely. I almost feel like we're going to see some sort of rock resurgence with him because, obviously, we've got Greta Van Fleet, haven't we? We do, Everyone's yeah. Everyone's sort of going, 
Oh, they sound just like Led Zeppelin. Oh, isn't that funny? Oh, he's it. Oh, they probably make quite a bit of money from doing that. And I don't know. Also, Justin Sykes' main influences of being the Beatles. Uh, Michael Jackson's in there as well, who was obviously the king of pop, but had a lot of rock elements in there. Indeed. Um, so I think there might be a little resurgence of rock at some point, but not not too much, you know. The lads still gotta still gotta pay for all their mouses and them cars, you know what I mean? Wow, this moves on swiftly to my point of what he does very well. Being a very, very big guitar supporter. Yeah. There is so much guitar in Justin Bieber's music that I was just shocked. I was I didn't realize how much he fl- flown the flag for guitar music. It's so good to hear in popular music. It's just been for so long it's been lost. Yeah. And now, you know, we me and Marv are both big fans of Rick Beato. Um and ev- there's like the old video now and again where it's like, what would this top ten uh, global charting songs sound like with guitar? And he's mm. cut, he puts a part in, he's like, Yeah, that would have been good. And yeah, I kind of feel that. There's not a lot in the way of guitar entering the top tens these days, even for the UK, not just global. Mm. Um, so yeah, Bieber does, he flies the flag high on that one. And it's so refreshing to hear. So refreshing to hear. It's lovely. It's so nice. Um, and again, the whole guitars are just being forgotten about catchphrase. It seems very solid and true. Now I'd argue it's not. No. I think it's one of those things where you listen to your band's especially if you're looking from a guitar focused kind of uh, music lover, Um, you listen to your bands that are predominantly guitar based, probably rock based. And it's like, okay, rap being the main genre. Now the biggest genre music in the world, there's not a lot of crossover there for like rock guitars or anything like that. So I think the consensus you think as well, my bands that I listen to aren't being in the top 40 because they're not that style of music. So like, that's completely fine. You don't need to be in the top four to be successful, to be respected or whatever. So you would have that opinion, like, well, if my favorite bands aren't there, that ergo, that means no guitar in the top 40 ever. But Shape of You, one of the biggest songs of 2017. Nearly every guitar student I taught wanted to learn that song. Either the melody, either the power chords, either the little kalimba riff, like, it was there. It probably boosted my music teaching school's revenue like 20-fold, right? Rolling in the deep. Now, Don't mention that song. Don't you, mention it. Hey, will you play that C power chord, mate? Nope. The second you start chugging that C power chord, middle-aged women just go, yes, this is the song. All right, this is the song. I'm away from, my, I'm away from the old ball and chain, all right? He's at home. Yeah, he's probably in his pants eating spaghetti. And I'm here. I've dressed up really nice with the girls, yeah? And there we go. They're playing it, rolling in the deep. Yeah, love that. All the blokes are like, come on, Eye of the Tiger. Come on, let it be Eye of the Tiger. And it never is. Um, so there you go. But, mate, come on. You like you love that song. Merritt loves this song I'm so I'm going to tell a little story. Oh, go on then. When I was a young'un, proper young'un, just left school young'un. Ooh. Um, 16-year-old man on the prowl. Oh, he was a young old lad. Long hair air down to his shoulder blades, no beard, uh, quite a bit fatter than he is now. Um, hadn't developed his height yet, you know. Okay. Sprouting. I was talking to a girl for a very long time. Mm. She was like, oh, come and, come and see my choir. Okay. 
Now, around this time, I was working in a garage for work experience, or maybe I was, I can't remember. Rolling in the deep was everywhere, as a lot of us know, who were around and of able mind at that point. Absolutely everywhere. And I think that's where my hatred of it comes. But anyway, I had a few beers, went down to see this choir, sat next to said girls, mum and dad. And getting ready to go, I cracked open a can like sneaky, like shh. The cheeky snifter. Cheeky snifter. Cheeky old snifter. (laughs) And I'm sat there and the curtain goes up and all of a sudden I hear... There's it, and I was just like, no, no. So yeah, I hate that song, and it's going to happen one day. We're going to get asked to play it. Yeah, I'm probably going to find a depth. Just, just for that song. No, for the gig. I can't, oh. I can't support these people and their happy marriage if they're going to make such bad decisions to begin wow. with. Wow. That much hatred. I can't that stand much it. hatred. Oh, I wouldn't not do the gig, obviously. No, no, you said it now. You said it now. You wouldn't do the gig. <laughs> so if anyone wants to have a gig um, with me, easy guitar, it's It's really, really simple. Just whatever, 4-4 four, four pop, it's fine. Play around in the deep, smashed it. I can give you 500 quid, All right? Okay. So there you go. He's out of a job now. I don't get paid 500 quid. So, but yeah. So, I obviously, if I'm being paid to play it, I will, but I'm not going to enjoy it. No more than I enjoyed Treasure by Bruno Mars. But yeah. So, Rolling in the Deep, I can't stand. And the same goes for Love Shack, but we'll talk about that another day. Love Marv, Shack is for another continue. time. I will. But you can't deny that Rolling in the Deep, acoustic guitar, a lot of acoustic instruments on that album. Great. Loved it. Despacito. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Doesn't mean you have to like it. That is very true. But at least you can appreciate that there was real instruments played by real musicians and in the 2010s, you know, where synths yeah. were rife and automation was rife. And um, Despacito, my lord, that this song was even more everywhere than Rolling in the Deep was. This was all the time. And again, every single student I had wanted to learn Despacito. Every single one of them. Uh, apart from, I think his name is Eddie something, and he just loved Megadeth. He was great watching watching him chug and all these things. Um, yeah, and it again, just 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 everywhere. But Justin Bieber was obviously written to that song of legacy. Um, it fits perfectly next to his massive glass house filled. Nope, that's not even not even right there. That little thing. So I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say that you wouldn't you know that Justin Bieber's written to that song's achievements. And they fit perfectly next to his massive glass house filled only with his awards next to the mansion he currently lives in. I bet that kid has got so many awards that he has to have two houses. That was the joke. And it fell flatter than all the pancakes in all the world. So Bob's your uncle. I'm going to carry on. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care about you. Ah, shut up. Guitar-led rock go. bands. Guitar-led rock bands have been seeing a slow decline, probably from about 2010, 2011, right? But guitar has kept in the pop change to 2010s and the massive 80s influence, which I think you were kind of getting onto, is creeping in now. And we can hear that in a lot of songs. Bieber's songs, Hold On, Anyone, like big, big songs by him right now, pretty much ripped off from 80s songs. 
um, very chorus laden effects. And I mean, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it. And the fact that I was like Bieber really, you know, being a guitar player himself, he's keeping guitar in there. He is the barometer of what pop music is. So if he's got guitar in his music, everyone else is putting guitar in his, in their music. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a shame that the first instance of guitar that we hear is a fake one on Baby. Um, and it's like a really weird riff. Like I actually listened to it like quite high up in my headphones. I was like, it isn't just like dung, dung, dung for every one. There's like weird little bits where you're like, it almost sounds like they've just kind of played it in quick. And then there's a couple of notes kind of stray for such a big song. It was very strange. But yeah, the, good, the guitar's by his side a lot of the time providing many functions. Um, we're not going to talk about baby. We kind of have to, but I don't want to go into depth for that song. It was everywhere. They're, they're bowling. Drake's in the back laughing, no beard. And then he's just spinning around New York or something like that. Chilling baby, baby, baby. He's got fringe that I'd die for. So I, I think uh, baby doesn't really need to be discussed because everybody knows it. Everybody knows how it goes. Everybody you know, it, it's just it's just a well-known pop tune that obliterated us all. None of us were ready for it. It, 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 it. This is the weird thing because I wanted to say like it stinks of Friday by Rebecca Black, but I believe no, Rebecca Black did come first, didn't she? I would think so. Rebecca Black yeah, came before Justin Bieber, but they do get lumped in just because of the you know time yeah. all getting messed up and stuff. But yeah, I mean it's. It's it, that's what it felt like when it came out. It was just like, yeah, cool. See you later. Another one, yeah. Another and, one. And the these two like child stars, I I feel like they birthed that whole um thing that plagues the dark corners of YouTube these days, where it's like a child who's ten has amazing production and the song's written and it's played well and it's this and it's that. Those two kicked off this culture of it and it's um it's incredible to think that it's still going on today and when i when i say like youtube videos i'm talking like millions of views millions upon millions where people yeah. are gone look at this it's crap and you know what? i wouldn't care i would not care if i put up my album and everyone went look at this it's crap look at this it's crap and i'm making load lot a lot of money lots of bondooly you might say then at that point i'd just be like well I don't care what you think. Here's my second one. <laughs> Go and tell everyone how crap it is for me, won't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you get Mason Ramsey, who's the little yodeling Walmart kid, which we always well, bump in the van. Oh, twang. Everyone, please listen to Twang by Mason Ramsey. It's amazing. I'm going to make it a is... note now to, to link it down below. Link it five times. I think that will solidify what needs to be done. It's it there, is a, it is a banger. It's oh a my banger. God. But hey, let's look at uh, the guitars then, Justin Bieber's songs. Let's look at the ballad style ones. Now, when he uses an acoustic guitar in his ballad songs, they're found strumming open chords. They're just providing a bed. So there's nothing flashy or fancy or nuanced. It's just sturdy. It's just there. It's kind of in the background, especially early on. Um, only heard in his early output in the guitar graduates to more impressive playing, I must say. Our first instance is in the song Favorite Girl playing nice strummed open chords of Pop's favourite four chords, C, E minor, G, and D. Of course it bloody yep. is. He's got to follow the line, especially early in his career, you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, we get overboard, which is playing open chords, providing that bed again. He's just spewing all about love. All right. Um, let's not forget the very synthetic sounding rock guitar in the choruses either. It's just so plastic and without yeah. any low end that it's just played on like a Lego brick or something. Um, and again, there was a guitar solo at the end, which is just like, okay, again, sounds impressive. And it's probably played by a studio musician, but it's buried so in the mix that then it just, you just, or you just in your head or automatically just think it's rubbish. Does that make sense? Where it's placed in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the worst offender or something like that is down to earth. The guitars are so thin. They're so buzzy. They're buried down the mix for no effort or weight. Like I just said, very rudimentary playing as well, I must say. Um, we do get a tasty shreddy guitar solo in Backpack. I would say, Mez, can we get a cover of this on your Instagram? Backpack by Justin Bieber. A little request. A little old request. I want to hear that. Backpack, All right, Justin Bieber. <laughs> that should be me, which is Bieber's Disney kind of entry. Uh, it gives us more deep sounding acoustic guitar for a company. It's got Mellotron, it's got strings. You know, it's not too bad. He's, he's moving up. Um, 2010s, that awkward mesh of like acoustic instruments and then just electronic stuff. So yeah. weird that they then kind of perfected maybe like two, three, four years down the line. Um, four sees Bieber go full boy band. We've got the capo guitar playing those same four chords. We even get the choir towards the end. You know what I mean? With the strings, you can hear the turtleneck being put on. You can see the stools. You can see him standing up. He's there. He's full in boy band. Um, which I'm glad that he moves away from early on. It's like all oh, that boys own boys to men, O town backstreet boys thing. And then he just, again, I think when he gets to purpose that all gets scrapped, I would say, um, where are we be all right. It kind of bridges the gap between his pop and his R and B guitars. This is a really good place to start. Be all right. Imagine fast car by Tracy Chapman, but with like an extra guitar paying like little feels. And that's what I like. That's what I was impressed to hear. All these little tiny little feels. You're like, that's cool. Especially on the acoustic album of Believe. Believe. There's some very tasty, fast acoustic guitar playing and nice voicings where you're just like, this is cool. I like this. Instead of all the Euro pop that you kind of get. Um, yeah, the, the Neo Soul R&B stylings of guitar. Catching Feelings is the first time really that you kind of see the respect the acoustic guitar gets. It's like, right, we need to actually make this a good guitar part. So just imagine the song As by Stevie Wonder. Um, and that's kind of what you're getting. It's strong, it's confident, paired with a chord progression that Bieber's demographic is unaware of how impressive it is. Um, and again, just listen to his last two albums, Changes and Justice. It's the primary focus in songs like That's What Love Is, Changes, Two mature ballads shown excellent playing, great chord progressions with tension and release, silky neo-soul tones and ETA and all around me, avoiding just a bog standard open chord slug, and it just provides texture, taste, and earwormy guitar playing that you'd want to sit down and figure out. You know what I mean? Where it's like, that's yeah. an interesting extension. I want to get that sound. I want to copy that. And I'm glad that it's like guitar is with the person who is number one in the world in terms of Spotify and is huge because when people say, oh, guitar's dead, oh, you know, blah, blah. No, no student's going to pick up guitar. I'm like, I think Justin Bieber is actually helping us all out and I'm glad yes. of it 
Machine Gun Kelly is also doing the same thing, but I feel like Machine Gun Kelly gets all the hate because it's too derivative. Whereas Justin Bieber, I think, is actually pushing what guitar should sound like in modern pop rather than what rock guitar was 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 He Absolutely. Likes that. Absolutely. I agree with that, Marv. Anything totally to add, agree. kid? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, <laughs> not happy with you, son. Not happy at all. He's coming down Bristol for a coffee when you've nope. finished your quarantine. No, 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 he's not even getting the invite. Not happy with him, Marv. Not happy with him, kid. Not good. Not good. No. Uh, he's got to convince me otherwise. <laughs> but if he doesn't want to, I mean, that's on him. That is on him. But, that is uh, true. That is true. Yeah, whatever. Um, no, <laughs> obviously, I'm joking. Um, Beebs does do that extremely well. He integrates guitar in such a way that it is like a guitar part. It is like, I could believe that you wrote this guitar part. He came up with it and went, let's write the song around that. I really like that. Um, and that's really cool to hear. It's something that doesn't really exist uh, at this very moment in time, certainly not on the scale that Justin does it. Um, and that's that's impressive. It's nice to hear. And like you say, you, you always get, as much as I don't like saying it, people of my ilk going, rah, rah, guitar music's on the way out. Like Dave from the Stag and Ames across the road, he's always saying that. Oh, no, no, no. I'll tell you a good band. UFOs are a good band. Give me a little while to go, but, you know. And I appreciate, I appreciate a lot of old music. Most of this podcast has been me and you sat here talking about guys who are dead. And I know. <laughs> so I, I respect the people for hanging around. Um, but we're music appreciators as well as musicians. And I, I get physically excited when I hear something. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is what he's doing here. And a lot of people just look at me like I've got three heads and I've broken wind, you know. So it's, um, it's refreshing to hear that element in music being released in a modern way. Yeah, it's, so it's, much. It's the, it's the same deal as anything, isn't it? Um, oh, no, music's all crap now. And to me, that only proves one thing and one thing alone, and that is you've only explored the surface, decided you don't like it, and instead of saying, yeah, I'm not really into that, you've decided to call it crap uh, for no tangible reason other than I don't like it. Some things I can understand. Black metal is not for me, uh, and there's a number of reasons behind it, but it's somebody's art, and I'm not going to shit on that. You know, so I, I think it's important to know your context, our mission statement as always. And I cut out there, but I know why, and I'm back. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like it. I like the fact that Beavs is doing it. I'm interested to see what he's going to come up with next. And I'm interested to see the direction he's going to go in. I mm. feel like it's going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to reinvent himself again collaborate with one or more artists or he's going to go 10 year hiatus so i've got a family now i mean potentially potentially you could just retire from music chill out release singles whenever he wants to but yeah um i want to say <clears throat> again maybe should have done some research into this but i just wanted to listen to the songs when he released changes and it got universally panned um and then he somehow released justice very quickly afterwards. It's kind of a bit like 
Sorry for that one, lads. Wasn't that my best one? But as a whole, I actually really like Changes. That album, I could get, I could list that all day. Like, yeah, yeah maybe there's great. like, maybe there's like a couple, like songs that are like a couple of minutes that are maybe just very jammy or just I wanted a bit more of. But like, I really liked the sound, the tone, the vibe. It just fit everything. Everything felt mature and nuanced. I was yeah. down for it. So I don't know why it gets that hate. I honestly don't know why. Um, but yeah, I found some interesting anomalies guitar wise off my face, which is off the, off of his la- latest record justice. It's the very trusted Travis picking technique we've all heard of through the sixties. And yeah. there is a secondary dominant in their mess. So, uh, there you go. There is. Yes, you're correct. It's the kind of guitar playing that you associate with the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Donovan, Simon and Garfunkel, all them lot. Um, just him and a guitar. You could play. You could play that song to a room of musicians, right? Not tell them it's Bieber, and they'll be surprised. They'd love that song. Be like, yeah, it's just a Bieber. Be like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. I, I knew yeah. that. I was being ironic. Shit, shit, be a fierce. I bloody hate musicians. Me. Musicians can be some of the most stuck-up, annoying, pompous, immature people, and I'm including myself in that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The part of the whole nature of saying I myself am like this and do have these not so much qualities, but do have these traits within me. Like the um, the classic is often they're paying me how little? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? I deserve way more than that. Shut up. I know the fridge um, and dominance scale in five places. Come on. Come on, lads. I know seven oh. chords, uh, not including inversions, but that is. Um, yeah, I hate musicians. They're they're great. They're wonderful. They're creative. They're inventive. They're amazing, amazing individuals, but they suck. Um, and that's my official line on that. There we go. Then there we go. We even get a nice lo-fi sounding uh, guitar in "Love by You." So he's getting on the old lo-fi hip hop to chill and relax to. Loving that from the Beeps. Um, again, pop rock styling. So I think the pop rock this kind of 80s resurgence that he's kind of getting on hold on. Like I said, dials the riff factor up to 80 for some seriously chorus laden goodness. Uh, Purpose has a huge hit in love yourself. Now this is a big, big, big hit. Ed Sheeran's first US number one, obviously wrote this for Justin Bieber. It has the Frashant a tense in it, as I like to call, because I just think that he popularized that style of playing. He wasn't the first person. He got it from somebody else. I can't remember the guy's name, Vinny something, um more not Vinny more unfortunately no, no. i no. could probably try and no, find no, no, out no, no, but no 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 so that seems to be the surefire way of having a, a, a hit in recent years is to do the frashante tense guitar technique um and again just yeah. guitar vocals and trumpet really really like that song really like it and i know it's a one five six four progression which is the most commonly used pop progression in pop um but i mean there's not a lot of it in Justin Bieber songs. I think there is there are less no. one five six four chord progressions than Nickelback, and Nickelback are meant to be a you know rock band, integ you know integrity all this stuff whatever. So can we make the argument yeah. that Nickelback are more pop than Justin Bieber? Can we make that argument? Both, both from Canada. Both from Canada. So there we go. That is Mez's opinion on that one. If you're from Canada, that's it. Is Justin Bieber? Oh, could Justin Bieber guest referee your fight with Chad Kroger? I'd rather fight Chad Krongen, um, 
<clears throat> than Justin Bieber simply because uh, Bieber's the same age as me. He's quite a lot skinnier. He has a lot of money. And I feel like he's going to be better prepped for this fight than I am. Um, yeah. Whereas Krongen, I feel like, uh, you know, he's he's racing towards the end of his life. I'm going to batter the old codger. Batter him. Um, I mean, I, I did ask you if Justin Bieber could guest referee it. Oh, right. It's nice to know that you wouldn't fight Justin Bieber. So you reckon nah, Bieber would guest referee it? You like him too much? You think he'd be too biased towards you? No, I, I think I think he'd be happy to ref it, and I I think he'd be happy to ref it. <laughs> I would be happy to have him ref it, um, as long as he doesn't, you know, like they're they're not part of the same organization like Canadian Musicians for Justice or something like that. Because <laughs> then I'm I'm done. You're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. In. You need someone neutral. What What would happen is Krongum would distract me whilst Beeves gets under under the under the ring gets a steel oh, yeah. chair out slides it over to Krongen oh no Krongen sets up the chair sits down and writes a 1564 that is true or he could double cross you a proper WCW style he could then use the chair on Justin Bieber right Ooh. and then and then he's knocked out you two form an alliance bang you go off tag team champions of the world we now have Nickel Mez Nickel Mez yes <laughs> put that on a yeah. t-shirt kid yeah. <laughs> look at this ear. Look at this glass of cider. <laughs> I'm listening to Queen tonight. That's what you yeah, do. You just good. you just sit him down and go, right, this is a proper rock band. This is Queen. We're gonna start from Queen One. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah, that's all I do. I'd sit him down and until he likes them, he's not moving. And knowing him, he'd probably be like, Oh, I like Cosmos Rocks the best. Uh, he'd get murdered, mate. I'd have to kill him. I'd have to kill him. No choice. No you choice in the matter. He's, you heard it he's a first. dead man. He's a dead man, apparently. Uh, so no, he's not a dead man. I'd get on with Krongen, I think, but he he'd have to like Ale and he'd have to listen to Queen. And if he didn't, he's in big trouble. I think he likes both of them, so you'll be all right, kid. Best dad. Um and again, this last thing I wanted is an open challenge for anyone. Um, there were some nice guitar harmonics in company the song company um something i can't remember hearing in a pop song of recent yeah. times now my open challenges for anyone who can find a pop artist not band using guitar harmonics in their songs so to the to the degree that company does in that respect because i feel it is a very rock thing to do and in my head right now my little finger I can't think of a pop song by an artist, not a band, in recent times that uses guitar harmonics like that as like the main element of a part, not like you finish the song and you just kind of play them to put them in there. Can you think of any straight off the bat? Because I really am struggling. I can't get bands out of my head. I mean, I think, Walt, Walt, and this is a task for you. Yeah, I know you're going to have this. Guys, could we get Walton on that, please? We're gonna we're gonna get Walton on. I have to do a segment. Uh, we'll, Walton, we'll, we'll Walton re reacts. Walton reacts. Well, Walton, Walt, go on. Walton wonders. Mm. There it is. Walton wonders. You've you've done it. You've nailed it there. So yeah. there we go. Walton wonders for for next episode. Then, Walton, can you find uh, a pop artist that uses guitar harmonics in their songs? 
Um, my yes. only guess would be maybe Sean Mendes. That's my initial stab in the dark. I mean, yeah, he does play guitar, doesn't he? In fact, he's got a gorgeous Fender signature, which I really want, but I refuse to spend that much on it. Um, it's um, yeah, mate. I'm I'm struggling with that one. I keep I owner of a lonely heart is popping into my head now. Not only is that the '80s, which is like 40 years ago at this point, um, <laughs> it's it's also a band which he does use harmonics in the chorus. He does like a yeah. bling. Ding ding ding! It is there. Um, and, and for people was... that for people that uh, sorry to cut your mess, but I'm going to do it anyway. Go on, go for on, people kid. that uh, do not know what we're talking about, a guitar harmonic. Um, obviously, when you play a guitar, you fret down on the string, and it produces a note. What you can do at certain places on the guitar is just put your finger over the top, and then pluck the string or strings, and it kind of makes like a little chimey kind of sound. It's quite nice and cute sounding. Um, so there you go. If you like that, if you like any more of those stories, um, just give us a ring because I can bore you to death. In fact, if anybody's ever heard Roundabout by Yes, there's an acoustic guitar in the intro and he does like a bling and that really high bit where it's like plucked and it's quite high, that's a guitar harmonic. Also, if you haven't listened to Roundabout by Yes, Go and listen to Round by, by Yes. If you like your memes and your vines, you've probably heard it before. Oh, no. That's for you, mate. Luckily, that was very, very quiet. So there we go then. Uh, Mez, would you like to go on a, another thing that Bieber does well? Or would you want to go for what Bieber does? Clap. Clap. So... I think we covered what he's done bad quite well. Um, so I'd actually like to have a crack at what he's what he's done well, to Go be on, honest man. with you. I mean, yeah, I think he collaborates well. Oh, he does. He To does. be honest with you. Um, he's got exactly the same points. I love this. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I've got a, a bit. I don't know if I'll read all that. We'll see. So on April 17th, 2017, Puerto Rican singers Louis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee. Now, you may know those names, but they released a remix of their song Despacito featuring Justin Bieber. It was the first song by Bieber in which he sings in Spanish. Are you aware of that, Marv? I am aware of that indeed. Yes. So, obviously, as we know, it became an enormous success. It broke major chart records around the world. The song reached number one in the U.S., and joined the Macarena as the only English-Spanish songs to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Uh, Interesting to know. I thought Last Ketchup reached number one as well. Do you remember that, Marv? I do remember Last Ketchup. I think I talked about that on the Owen Quig episode. Yes, you did. Singing competition albums. Yes, um, because I I was reading an article the other day, which... um, the lyrics could be seen in a way as satanic, believe it yes. or not. Yes, if you, yes. If you, yeah, weird. Yeah, very strange. But um, yeah, it tied the then record for the most weeks at number one in Billboard Hot 100 history. It spent 50 weeks, 56 weeks at number one 
on Billboard's Hot Latin Songs. And it broke the then record for most weeks at number one on the digital song digital songs sales chart. Man. Try saying that when you're drunk. <laughs> the remix is the most viewed song of all time on the crowdsourced media knowledge-based genius with 23.2 million views. And the song earned Bieber his first career Latin Grammy. Now, with that story alone, with nothing else, I would look at my collaborations and go, yeah, I've done pretty well there. <laughs> yeah. And there's, the, but wait, there's more. There's more. Um, Bieber, along with rappers Quayo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne, provided vocals on DJ Khaled's single I'm the One. That was also in 2017. This kid's got some money. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the song debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming Bieber's second number one debut and his fourth song to top the chart. A week later, Despacito topped the charts, which became his fifth number one. And it made Bieber the first artist in his history to notch new number ones in back-to-back number ones. Sing- I've lost my thread there. Oh, number it. ones in back-to-back weeks. That's like Beatles level. A um, couple of months ago, thick into lockdown, thick into Britain's lockdown. Uh, I was having a quiz with a friend of mine, James Smith. We were doing a FaceTime, like me and Marv are now, uh, because I would regularly go and see James Smith. We'd have a couple of couple of jars and a chat. And um, yeah, one evening we decided to venture into the quiz world and we did this quite often where we just have quizzes and sometimes my girlfriend would join sometimes we just do it on our own and sometimes we do like silly hard ones and then others we just do music ones because we both talk about music we both love music yeah um there was one week where we did beetle number beetles number one singles and there was one where I listed more or less every single early Beatles song I could think of. And it was not the right answer. Wow. And I was literally like, how is this possible? Like, I'm not a Beatles mega fan or anything like that, but I love the Beatles, especially the early stuff is great. Um, and every single time this happened, the reason why I was like, but that song was released right then. He was like, yeah, it was. But it's not that one. And I was like, what the hell? And nine times out of ten, the reason why I wasn't getting the correct answer is because there was another Beatles song that was knocking that particular song (laughs) off the top spot. Now, what Bieber's doing here is, I'd say, nearly on that level where it's like all of your songs are fighting for the top spot on the charts. That is success. That is how you play the game. And it's impressive. It's impressive to have that. It's like, um, I, when was it? I think it was when uh, Sheeran released Divide. Yeah. The first seven songs were the songs off of Divide. The final three were ones he'd written for other artists. Yeah. Good grief. Like, just stop, please. Give me some just breathing bad. space. Yeah. But for I can God's see, sake. I can see all the all the people being like, "Well, it's not that impressive because the Beatles had talent, and the Beatles didn't have this and this and this and insert whatever kind of thing they're going to excuse themselves for whatever." And it's like, no, like 
I'm sorry if the Beatles came out today and then they had all these hits and stuff, people would be like, oh, they're a manufactured group, all these things are, oh, yep. you know, oh, the Beatles didn't need Pro Tools. It's like the Beatles didn't have Pro Tools. I bet if the Beatles had Pro Tools, no. they'd probably be using it. Like just, oh, just all those annoying things. Like this is the point. Just Sorry, man. no, no, no. That's, that's yeah. pretty much it. That's pretty much yeah. it. I was going to say it, it defies <laughs> it defies the myth or mist demystifies the myth of like, oh, if you're a manufactured pop star, you're just going to automatically have all these achievements and success. No, Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. If we isolate those two, they've worked very, very hard and written great songs and rewritten songs and rewritten songs and scrapped things and then done it again to make sure they got hits. That is it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm never, ever going to sit and go, the White Album, what should I compare to that? Divide. Never going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Lennon, Lennon McCartney. Jesus Christ. I don't need to say any more. I don't need to tell you anymore. We do this every episode now where I basically fanboy over the Beatles <laughs> to the biggest fanboy of the Beatles in the Southwest. And it's quite funny that it happens. But my point remains there were people in the 50s and 60s going, Oh, Elvis came out. And now this, oh, that, oh, she loves you. Oh, this is horrible. This is din. Get it off. What's this? Oh, it's horrible. This is the whole point. Every single generation goes through this little tiff with itself where it's like, oh, this generation sucks. The 90s were better. Let me just take, you see it in YouTube comments all the time. Let me just take my Nirvana out. But like, please do not get me wrong. All these classic bands are classic for a reason. They're extremely well known for a reason. Yes. But that does not mean that I'm then going to disregard Montero because he didn't release that in, in 1974. Do you know what I mean? This is exactly the point. And the point we're trying to make is it doesn't matter when it was released. They utilize what they had at the time. And yeah, oh, it just does my head. It's the same with Queen. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. What's that rubbish? Led Zeppelin. Stairway. Oh, that sounds a bit rubbish. Actually, no, I don't think that ever happened. Um, I, I'm not too sure. I think Really? I think the album four that it came off of only got a one sentence review and it's like again oh it ain't like les paul back in the day is it it's like yeah there we go i don't know you're gonna get that you're gonna get that again like this is it just oh just again with pop just give it a chance like it's only pop music it's just popular music yeah there's probably some songs that have got up there because they've aligned themselves with certain things or they're just people just buy it, you know, and it isn't isn't that good. But I mean, every genre has songs there that, are, you know, the aficionados of that genre be like, yeah, that's a joke. Don't worry about it. There is great, amazing, timeless classic music in everywhere. And again, let's not forget that the Beatles are pop and let's not forget that the Beach Boys are pop. Yeah. They were pop. They were the yeah. Justin Bieber's and the Ed Sheeran's and the BTS's of their day. So don't try and rose tint it. And they've all done clangers. They've all done not very good songs, you know. So all I'm saying is instead of give give peace a chance, give Biebs a chance. All right. Nice. Give Biebs a chance. Okay. All of his all albums. All we are saying is give Biebs a chance. Give him a chance. But he does do so good features. I think that yeah. I think. He, him or his management just know who to put on 
for different stages of his career. And I think it's just, I think it's just perfect. I think it's perfect. Now, how the hell did Justin Bieber manage to get Nas on a song? It still freaks me out now. But scrap that. It's great though. Scrap that, Mez. How did Justin Bieber get Rake One from the Wu-Tang Clang on a song? On a, on a soundtrack album from one of his documentaries from a remix of one of his earlier songs. It blows my mind. What is Raekwon doing? What are you doing here, Raekwon? <laughs> and it's not racist. They're excited because he's famous. There you go, see? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to, uh, to see these things pull off, and it's always exciting I mean, when you when you see two celebrities who kind of know each other, and it's like, it's almost like to me when when I see like a Facebook or an Instagram post or a photo in a magazine where there's like two people like like the unlikely friendship of Brian May and Tony Iommi. Mm. Every time I see a photo, we're like they wish each other happy birthday over social media. Come <laughs> on! Whenever I see that, it's like it's like two of my best mates have gotten together and been like. Yeah, we'll have a friendship behind his back. And I walk in on them and I'm like, oh, you two know each other. Oh, like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> and it warms my heart. And this is the whole point. It, uh, to me, uh, collaborations are in the similar ilk of bands. Um, you often get in bands, this is not the case with Dire Straits, you often get in bands. Um, uh, and, and a number of people come together to become greater than the sum of their parts. Uh, now I say this is not the case for Dire Straits because Mark Knopfler wrote everything bar three songs, I believe it was in the end. Um, so yeah, but that's the point, isn't it? You, you, you utilize in your skill, you know, if, if I wanted to get a co-writer and I wanted to sell millions, I ring Ed Sheeran. If I wanted it, to sound really smooth, I'd get T pain. Do you know what I mean? There's there's multiple different levels. If I wanted to be cool as fucking anything, I'd hire T pain. To be honest with okay. you. Okay, so he you got you got smooth and cool as T pain. T pain is just the best. But Ed be Sheeran just is to be successful, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. He's a little ginger. Go away, mate. What are you what are you doing being that famous? Go uh, on, go back home to bloody Stoker, happily on the wall or wherever it is you're from. Mez Sheeran, yeah. Mez Sheeran. I'd be in his band. He needs to put a band together so I can join it. No, that's that's your Ed Sheeran tribute act name. Mez Sheeran. Mez Sheeran. I'd have to shave me beard. I don't want to do that. No, no, that's the whole point. You don't have to shave the beard. You, ah, you'd work, you'd work this in. You'd work. Ah, that's, ah see. A little can I wear bit this t-shirt as well? I mean, I'll let you off for the first couple of gigs. You can wear a t-shirt, but as, mani- as manager, as manager, you know, you have to just sing the songs. No, no, this innuendo stuff when your legs don't work like you ooh, and all this fanny and nonsense about. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't quite know what you mean by that, mate. What you nonsense about? Non. I've called you a this nonce now. This nonsense. is a family show, and I'm not a nonce. What's going <laughs> on? You can't do that. I've dropped a minute, so I'm going to divert straight into just. You, you, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold up! You've not dropped me in anything. I am not a nonce. <laughs> He's older than me for a start. He's like 503. Shut up. At least start on him. At least start on the old ugly man drinking from a crusty blue bottle. It says hydrate. hydrate on my uh, big bottle of water because 
I have to be reminded of what water does to me, you see, to be able to drink it. You're going to pay for this right now. Go on, then. There you go. He's enjoyed that. That's for anyone for anyone that is um, listening on Spotify yeah. um, that does not have access to the video, James Merritt um, put the microphone either down his back trousers or just next to his buttocks. And he let what I call a big old ripper uh, happen. And then he sniffed the microphone. Um, I'm glad he's quarantining and I hope that he quarantines for the rest of the year. Um, I the only thing, I, the thing that I'm annoyed about is he did not put a delay setting on his microphone. That would have been fun. That would have been good. That would have been good. So you've ruined that bit. Um, have I? Have I? Have I? Have I? Have I? Yeah, you did. Anyway, Justin Bieber. Okay. Yeah, Justin Bieber. So I have no clue why these two people are on these. Just uh, Nas and Raekwon are, unless they've seen the amount of money that Ludacris surely had made on Baby uh, five years after it was released, and what a piece of that bloody Bieber pie. Now the yeah. Nas song in question is called "We Are," and it's from the Purpose album. So it's the start of Justin Bieber incorporating a lot of. He what kind of had hip hop. I would call like Drake, Nicki Minaj style R&B music. But I think from, from a purpose, it was a lot more the hip hop of recent times, 2015, when it was coming out, um, which it, the song, the, the music fits Nas rapping over the top of it. So I think that is in its favor, but it still freaks me out that I'm like, what Nas, I don't get it. I don't associate him with that. I, in a way, it's like I feel like Nash should have more integrity than that. Because when Ludacris was on Baby, everyone like that I was around was just like, what is he doing? This is selling out to the highest degree. But I feel like less and less, the more you listen to B and the more you know he grows up, whatnot, it's less selling out. It's just collaborating with somebody. But um yeah, again, the Nas rat kind of follows the same blueprint for Baby, which again is my gripe. He writes exactly the same song. Yeah, it just hasn't got the Starbucks endorsement. It's a guy at 42 with the celebrated career behind him. It's nothing worse than something Snoop Dogg has agreed to do clearly for the money. Now, angelic to the core, Corey Feldman springs to mind. Also, Snoop Dogg, nowhere to be found, Justin Bieber's music. I'm very shocked there because Snoop Dogg has collaborated with everybody, even aliens probably. Um, that's what we like from old Snoopy. The Rake One feature is Runaway Love Remix. And it also features Kanye West. So a member of the Wu-Tang Clan and a young Justin Bieber on a track together. I don't know how this happened. Couldn't tell you. I can understand Kanye West and Justin Bieber. That makes sense because Kanye West is always flirting the kind of pop R&B line. I get that. I get that. But I just don't get the rake one money. Is rap focused on hanging out with Kanye and Bieber? They discuss the encounter with the love that ran away, you know. The classic Bieber rap feature trope of doing what the song says, you know, it doesn't sound very much like Raekwon's invested. It kind of sounds more like uh, he's rapping and kind of get a bit bored. And then the producer just holds up a suitcase that just has a massive dollar sign and just wiggles it very slightly and goes, come on, another 10 bars. And he does that and takes his money and runs. Um, but yeah, he picks great, Bieber picks great features that, that helps legitimize the eras that he's in. Like we've said, Eeny Meeny, Sean Kingston. It's a big dance song. Bieber was doing dancey stuff. It's about a girl and they play off each other well. I like that. Helps to keep Bieber in the club rotation of his early Europop leaning days. I must say a lot of Europop and heavy synth pop. Would you agree in the early, early rounds? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hang on. 
Go on. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. Go on. I'm going to keep going. There we go. <clears throat> I was just going to say, um, I had a little look up on the un- collaboration of Quan and Biebs, and yeah. I found myself a little article, kid. Nice. Go on. Uh, so we have um, the Justin Bieber Kanye West team up that began with a Twitter conversation this week has become a reality. Take it from Wu Tang Clan's Ray Kwon, who flew to NYC yesterday at West's invitation to add a verse to West remix of Bieber's Runaway Love. This is definitely taking place, Ray Kwon tells the music mix. It's a historical moment for hip hop. Um, Raekwon and West have been meaning to work together for years, but the Staten Island rapper was as surprised as anyone to see his name come up in West's tweets with Beaver last weekend. Justin being a young cat, he probably wasn't even really there when I was doing my thing in the 90s, he says, but he recognizes the Wu-Tang legacy. Indeed, Beaver wasn't even born until four months after the Wu-Tang Clan's classic debut dropped. Um... So he arrived at the historic Electric Lady Studios yesterday to find West hard at work. Um, I think that's just mainly about him. Beaver, sadly, was not present. I'll get a chance to see Shorty sooner or later, Raekwon laughs. We'll discuss it over a glass of water or something. (laughs) Uh, Ain't as good as a cup of coffee, is it? No, it ain't. (laughs) It ain't. Um, Yeah. How weird. So from a Twitter conversation, that's why it happened. Apparently so. Wow. Okay. Apparently so. You um, have you have done a good research, then, kid. I like that. I like yeah, that. Five, in five little minutes, five seconds. He's probably going to say, "There we go." He's nodded. Yeah. He's five nodded. little minutes. That was what I was going to say. Yes. There you. we go. So the same goes for Beauty and a Beat with Nicki Minaj. If we're looking at how they legitimize Bieber's eras with things, basically the age that Bieber is. So he's getting older. They pair him up with Minaj, but it's a PG-rated love song between the two. Kind of helps ease the awkward, clunky transition. Um, and again, if you can remember the classic video of him, he's in a red beanie and a red top, and he's being held back by security. And again, with all these Disney stars or young teen stars, when they stop being teenagers and they're kind of being viewed as adults, they've got to somehow go through a little weird, like either like a sexual change of like, like Miley Cyrus being like, I'm going to be overtly sexual now. I'm a woman or Justin Bieber being a little bit like, Oh, I egged someone's house. I smoked a bit of weed. And like, there's this one thing where like, he's basically like being held back by security and he's like, huh? Yeah. You want some like basically threatening to beat up a photographer that that somehow be like, Ooh, he's a bad boy now. And then he releases love yourself. And it's like, cool, man cool so (laughs) yeah yeah i think the collaborations just stick to doing that and we'll we'll be with you so yeah no pressure with big sean a more somber song about the pressures of relationships a more mature lyrical theme this is off of purpose by the way um big sean providing the adult side including the word ho the word ho is being said naughty word a slight notch up the feeling with Halsey. I really, really like this song discussing if the love he is feeling is actually for the person or if he's in love with the feeling of love. Now this is a duet where they're both singing to each other in the way that they're romantically linked. He's not singing to his audience. I think that is a very nice anomaly in his catalog. Um, Minaj and him were together like superheroes to conquer the club. Halsey and Bieber working out their inner thoughts in their shared fat. 
Fat in their shed, flat. Come on, flat. Um, the fact that Bieber is not singing to his audience yet, like I said. Um, then we get the full circle of peaches with Daniel Caesar and Giveon. Now, even though it's exactly the same as Baby, there is one big difference here. It's a mature adult Bieber rapping about weed and bitches, right? Weed and bitches. But in a way that it's not him trying to rap and be a parody. And being with two other males singing about the same thing, it's like he's on the same level as his features. So he's being seen as a man with these other two men. Does that make sense? Whereas yes. with Baby, it's like Luda's being like, hey, I've been here, kid, don't you worry. I was having Starbucks and 13 and then just whatever and all that stuff. And he's like, bah. So again, that sound is bah. Bah. nice, 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 nice. Um, I mean, whether it's a planned thing, most likely, or a huge coincidence, the most lucky coincidence in all of pop, Bieber could be the best at it in the last 20 years of pop, rivaling Michael Jackson. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. I absolutely. I, I think he's on that. Absolutely, kid. The first feature on a Bieber song was Usher on the song First Dance, and the song is just trash. For yeah. me, that song is trash. It is You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson. The yeah. 808 drums are so incredibly dated. The cheesy synth and the we're at prom and I want to dance with you girl topic, which there's only one song that can do that. And that is only in dreams by Weezer. Go listen to it now and suck eggs. So there we go then. Um, oh, baby. So baby by ludicrous. Now these are the, this is the breakdown of people, right? When you're at a club, whatever, everyone knows the first line for the fast bit, right? When I was 13, I found my first love, whatever. When you pump this in front of some drunken party goers, you'll get this. And if I miss any, please tell me, miss. The women who can rap every line to perfection. The men who can rap every line to perfection, but embarrassed to do so in front of the said previous women, even though it guaranteed them success, if you get my point. So they wrap it underneath their breath. You get the men and women who know the first line and the end words of the following lines, which I find is a very common trope of a lot of people singing rap music. And my parents who have never heard the song. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it sounds about right. Nice, like that. Again, pushed Ludacris into big mainstream audience and he was getting into films anyway. So I think very, very good uh, marketing and promotion on his thing, a good choice. Like I said, the cries of sellout were rife. Um, but again, compared to what we have now, Kendrick Lamar, like Maroon 5 songs, um, where pop and rap are so closely linked, I don't see the big deal. I really don't see the big deal. And you look at nah. something like the Pussycat Dolls Don't Show, which was written by Buster Rhymes, and he was on that. This this is now a good thing that rap. You, you see the seeds of maybe why rap is now the biggest genre because it was getting pushed into pop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Completely agree. And Mez agrees, and I like it when Mez agrees. Oh, you love it when I agree, me old. I bloody yeah. do, mate. I've only got a couple more points, actually, because you know they're very, very small points. So I'll tell you what, I'll do the, uh, I'll do the, the negative ones I found. Here we go. The lack of branching out. Now, I like that he's follows music trends. I like that, but it is kind of expected with a pop artist of this magnitude. But I'm more excited to see what happens when Bieber hits thirty and can finally go introspective and not have to worry so much about preserving his pop crown. I do still feel like there is an element of, I still need to be on the top of the charts. I still need to kind of rule this kind of kingdom. Um, 
so I really, really hope for his sake that he does branch out and maybe surprises us all. And maybe does like a Bruno Mars. For me, Bruno Mars, early stuff, I was just like, get in the bin. I do not care. Yeah. I really do not Same. care. Um, 24 karat magic onwards. I'm there like, this guy. I'm here for. Is, is so talented. And then now we've got Silk Sonic where I'm like, oh. you are just a genius, mate. You are phenomenal. Um, I only have one thing and one thing alone to say to Silk what's that, Sonic. Then? Skate to me, baby. <laughs> oh. I already went skating today, so you're hard. Oh, broke in uh, my new trucks, did you? Ooh. I did break in my new trucks. They got little eight balls on them. So eight balls, mate. Are you five? <laughs> sometimes I think I'm five. Nice. I um, and also with a weakness of him, the sometimes lack of identity, which I think is very close related to the previous point. I think that. A lot of his songs can be very transferable to other people. It's not really until you get to, I would say, his latest two albums, Changes and Justice, that it's a bit more, okay, this is Bieber talking about Bieber. Whereas before it was like, he could be a bloody anybody, all right? He could be bloody anybody. Um, let's have a look at my lists. And the last thing I've got is always, the good thing that uh, Justin Bieber does is he's always the yardstick for pop music trends. So his main, Bieber's genre of music is the broad landscape of pop, which means that he doesn't necessarily have his own sound, like I've just said. Having to sacrifice it to make sure he is kept in the pop landscape. Now, Beyonce, Rihanna, Pink, Britney, they all do it perfectly. It's fine. It'd be strange for him not to do it, especially pre-30 years old. But you do notice that whenever he's got the bigger hit, the biggest hit, that is what the music is and everyone starts copying look yeah. at this whole half clave one dance situation right uh and then b becomes up sorry and then when you listen to all of there were so many songs now when we say like despacito was everywhere or baby was everywhere or shape you was everywhere the half clave boom which luckily has now died down it was so everywhere 2017 to about 2019 every song in the top 40 or pop had doom, gagum, 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 every single one of them. And it was so annoying. So now when you weed that out and you go back to it, Bieber will be up there. Bieber will be up there as the prime great example of a half clave used in pop music. And now you have someone like Peaches, where now we've got these nice silky, neo soul-y pianos and guitar playing and that 80s vibe. Justin Bieber is there. Isn't that right, my friend James Mayer? Anything to add there? Yes, it is. Um, the half clave boom uh, that we have experienced. I, I quite like a half clave. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, it becomes too much. It gets irritating. And you're just like, yeah, why don't you? When's the next phase coming? It has died down. It does still exist. Uh, obviously, radio stations do play tunes that have been released in the last 10 years. Uh, quite regularly. So, I mean, yeah, it's still there, but thank God that it's done for now somewhat. But yeah, no, I quite agree. It is very much, uh, he is very much seems to be a trendsetter. Uh, more power to him because he writes great music and he releases yeah. great music. And that's what I think, really. That is that is what most things I like that. So we've got yes. a couple more points to go on. Then it's like on, our top five and worst five, what are we going to do? So... A song early on in his career, which I was very shocked by in a good way, was the song Bigger 
Now, I want to say it is off of My World 2.0. It might be off of My World EP. But I was so shocked. I was like, this is, what's he doing? He's like 15 here. He's killing it. Um, it's like very R&B, very early Timberlake. It's got some tasty extended chords. Really, really nice progression with you just like, okay, where am I going? Um, definitely a song that would trouble the metal guitar snobs and one to prove that Bieber had potential. A strong vocal delivery, lower in his kid range as well, because that was another gripe is that, I mean, again, his voice hadn't broke at this point. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to rip him, but it. I can understand why people might not want to listen to his earlier stuff, especially the first two albums, because it is just, he's just such a high voiced little kid. Um, but his later stuff, it obviously, isn't, I would say is much better in terms of vocally. He's just a better singer. Um, but yeah, bigger. I was very, very surprised by that. And I really, really liked it. Um, you go to Bieber to hear a catchy melody that everyone around you'll be singing. But it's so great to hear that he has songs like Bigger so early in his catalogue that were nuanced and not throwaway pop that you could argue a lot of his early work is. It's just him woodshedding, finding the good moments, and then suddenly he started making albums from purpose onwards. Um, production. Again, he's one of the biggest pop artists of uh, all time and of now. He's going to have great production. Uh, I found nothing really too grating or weird or like not great about it. Um, his first two albums have dated since their releases, uh, too glossy and sparkly sounding, but they do have still have a strong sound with no instrument too loud. A quiet purpose, excellent, such a pleasurable album to listen to from a production point of view. Um, very spacious, a lot of good reverbs, a lot of good just everything about it, the drums, bop, everything about it. Changes now, this has a nice darker mood and a feel to the production, I must say encompassing the kind of modern rap musical lexicon we get those rapid fire hi-hats those 808 style kicks along with the along with its slower and softer songs that only have guitar and this is what i really enjoyed that's why i really like changes it's just getting into that album that that emotion that vibe is just great you know what i'm saying um and justice is kind of like a mesh of purpose and changes i would say uh with a more real sounding piano sound adds depth and weight to a lot of the songs um, strange how an instrument can provide emotion as much as a vocal can. You know what I mean? Merit agrees. Merit, Merit is nodding his head. Yeah. He's enjoyed his pasta. There's only really one thing that I want to <clears throat> complain about, really. Go on, then. So, my worlds. Mm hmm. Eeny, meeny. Justin Bieber and Sean Kingston. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the artwork for it? I have seen the artwork for it. That's my complaint. <laughs> it is very bad. It's very clip art. It's very, very clip art. Yeah. It's not great, is it, mate? Not at all. <laughs> Gonna skip over that one. And, uh... <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's not very good at all. Um I have seen worse, but I mean that does rank up there as pretty just oh, so just eh, just chuck it on. Chuck, we need it out now. You've oh you've not saved it. Oh, you've not saved it. Bloody hell. Get it back. does it does smack of that a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. And I love the song anyway, it doesn't matter. So my football fan perspective, which is what I want Justin Bieber to be. Now I've only got two, I've got two um little quips here. 
I want Bieber to be more introspective and write about himself. And I really think that he's going to do that from now on. He might have the occasional single that is just a bit more broader, but hopefully he kind of weaves into his life, which he has started doing, which is great. And a stripped down album of just Bieber, a guitar and a piano, which we do get with um, the, the, yep, Believe Acoustic, which um, I prefer so much to the actual original album. Um, it's very nice sounding. I just want a more recent Justin Bieber one. He could just knock off straight away, just him playing as well, rather than the studio musician. I think that'd be cool to hear. Um, anything that you want to hear Justin Bieber do, Mez, from your football fan perspective? A rock album. Oh, interesting. Uh, but not in like a... Um, not in like a traditional sense, but how he thinks he uh how he thinks a rock album should be mm. yeah i think um i think i agree with that um my top five bieber songs in no order this is what i would say is i would bump confirmation where are you now available off my face and eta now they're all very recent ones uh, purpose onwards. I did have sorry. I did have love yourself in there, but the more I listened and I was like, this is great. Chuck it in now. So yeah, they're my top five confirmation. Where are you now available off my face and ETA? Um, Mez. I don't really have a, I don't really have a top or bottom list to be honest with you. I think the net, the latest stuff just, I mean, just seems to be better. You know what I mean? Um, I just, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I, I don't really have a top or bottom five list. I mean, I'm not as big a nerd as you. Um, I'm a huge nerd. It's hard to so, say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just don't have a list, mate, to be honest with you. That is, that is why we love him, as you see. He just, uh, you don't want to put stuff into boxes or categories. You know what I'm saying? No, he just lives life. Don't need it. Don't need it. You don't need it. My worst five Justin Bieber songs now. It's the whole Christmas album. No, thank you. I do not want to hear that Christmas album. All I want for Christmas super duet. Now, Mez, it's August. I'm not listening to All I Want for Christmas in August. Do you feel me there? Yes, I do agree with you. He does agree with me. Now, it's basically the original Mariah Carey song with Bieber over the top. It's just all kinds of syrupy cash-in mush that should just be reserved for singing show contestants. I do not want to hear this at all. I have to grit my teeth and go through all these songs. And then, surprised as ever, Drummer Boy with Justin Bieber rapping, two verses of rapping, and then Buster Rhymes featuring. And I'm like, I don't know what yeah. I think of life anymore. I was like, I was surprised by Nas and then Rake One, and now Buster Rhymes is busting in rhyme and chopping his all that busting in it stuff and like you know what i mean i couldn't believe it the buster verse is actually pretty good and i think what's interesting is is the beat changes that pretty like completely um you're taken away from the tragedy it's surrounded by this song is just awful like especially early bieber rapping and he's trying to sound very mature i just don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it um you know he's telling us that he can get bad and that, in fact, he is the drummer boy. Um, Justin, you're not the drummer boy. You're just a very naughty boy. Okay. I hope you hear this. Yeah, you're a naughty boy. 
and you need to come down, come down to mine for a nice latte on your way to see Mez for a coffee. So, Bieber, Justin Bieber, all of his albums, we've listened to him. You know what? I had a good time. I had a good time. We we realized as well that we, did. we actually talk a lot about pop and recent stuff in our personal lives. But when we sit down for the podcast, like Mez says, it always seems to be from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. It's never recent stuff. And we kind of we're going to go, you know, we we're going to go with something else. It was like a 90s rock band. But I was like, nah, let's go for something a bit more current. So Bieber, I think, honestly, if you dip into his stuff, I would start with purpose onwards. Um, you'll be yeah. very, you'll be very, very pleasantly surprised. I think you'll be like, I think every, and again, this is a good barometer for everything. I think you'll find at least one song that you would like. And I think that goes for everybody. Maybe not the hardcore metal purists, but I think everyone, everyone will like at least one Bieber song. Give it a chance. As we said earlier, are we are saying, na, na, na. Is give beeps a chance? Nice, nice little rendition there to send us off. To send us yeah. off. Send you out, me old dodger. Old dodger. Right. That's the end of that episode. That took a long while in the making to turn up, but I we thank all of our patrons. We thank all our viewers too. Yes tuning in who are waiting who have been messaging us going where's the podcast where's the podcast it was there we just did not have a day to record it we did not have a few hours to record it it Indeed. sounds silly it sounds silly but like or it doesn't sound true but oh it took a while so we are going to be quite busy for next yes. week we are going to sit down maybe the next couple of days and figure out what to do we're going to do some patreon content for all our lovely patrons um and yeah next episode i'm going to look at my list so everyone knows what we're going to be talking about so you can get in get in nice and early so let's have a look then it's going to be artists with one album what the hell do you do when the artist you're listening to has one album and one album only and you want more but you can't have more because it's just one album. Do you wait to the 25th anniversary so you get all the demos? Do you wait to the 50th anniversary so suddenly all these new songs pop up? Who knows? Who knows? We'll be discussing that. We'll probably talk about Lauren Hill at some point because she only has one album and that's very interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see you when we talk about that. James has got a glorious beard. That is his quarantine beard. And um, yeah. I say, we'll see you next time, everybody. Yes, James, bye, what bye. do you say? I say goodbye from him. Nah.